two memes come to mind when I think about nines. Um, I think about the uh, the meme where Homer Simpson is slowly backing up into the uh, the the grass. Rubbery, like, yeah, yeah. He just kind of slides back into the the wall of of the fence. Um, and then the other one that I think about is the dog at the table with everything is on fire, and the dog is is holding the coffee mug and is just like, "It's fine," um, <laughs> because they can internally nines truly internally can have so much going on, but they look cool as a cucumber. Like just, it's fine. Like they're just trying to diffuse. Hey, I'm Kim. And I'm Camille, and this is Enneagram for the Culture, where two dope Black therapists discuss how therapy, Blackness, and the Enneagram come together. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hi, friend. How are you? We're back. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about today. Me too. We're jumping into nines today. Mm-hmm. Top of the Enneagram. Yeah. Yeah. But first, let's talk about how the Enneagram has shown up for us this week. You want to go first? You want me to go? Sure. Yeah. So with work right now, I'm kind of in this cool um, crossroads where it's t- I'm excited to keep learning and, and kind of level up on some things. Um, and what I have found, though, is I want to learn all the things. Um, and so I definitely have felt my sevenness of basically wanting all the things has uh-huh. been kind of very loud lately. Um, so I've been wanting to read all the books and do all the trainings mm-hmm. and um, get all the supervision and just do everything so that I can really um, know it all um, <laughs> and and not feel like I'm missing out on information. So that has been something I had to be aware of and kind of help myself like slow down and recognize like I'm not gonna be able to have it all. <laughs> I'm yeah. not gonna know it all. I'm not gonna learn it all. Yeah, and I do not need to buy books that are going to sit there and not be read because that that's a problem for most therapists I think is is buying all the books but um I cannot go ham on that you know you it's sane that's all I got (laughs) is sane and it's 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 amazing you know we 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 talk about how as people and with the Enneagram you know we can all we can have similar behaviors but the Enneagram helps you to pay attention to the differences as far as like what's driving that behavior. And so just saying like, I I have way too many books, not too many, but too many. I've downloaded (laughs) so many books this week. I have probably signed up for like two or three trainings just this week that are going to be recorded that I can get to at some point. But I'm just like, I don't really have time to be doing all of this, but I do. I want to. And I think also mixed in there is just like, you know, being being black women and wanting to mm-hmm. be great, do great. Um, mm-hmm. And so then that's layered on top of it, too, where oh. you just want to oh. do do right and do well. Yeah. Do you were you were you taught that you had to like work harder and be better and know more to just. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's such a I'm like who yes that You're is like what black woman or man was not told that like where are they at 
Exactly. Yes. Twice as hard. Always. I distinctly remember conversations. Um, like I can, I can place myself back to that conversation um, in my family, um, where I was, what was happening, what the conversation was around twice as hard. Um, I also grew up in a very, very underlined, underlined, bold, white uh, community. And so that was stressed even more because it was like, you stand out, you are noticed, you're yeah. also questioned um, yeah. as to why you are here. So yeah. you need to do more. Yeah, uh, so. Yes, that's right. And I totally remember growing up, like an important conversation that I had with my family, with my parents. I remember exactly where I was. Um, I was about six sixth or seventh grade. And I was going to an awards assembly for something. And for some reason, my, um, I was going, I was being taken there and I don't know by who, and my parents were going to meet me there. I guess it was right after work or something. And I get there and the awards assembly goes on and my parents are there and I've gotten ready on my own. And I had on like a dress and my hair and whatever, but I totally remember on the way home, um, my parents having a pretty serious conversation with me, um, basically saying, hey, you um, did not look appropriate in quotation marks. My dress was kind of rumpled. My hair was not really right. It was kind of thrown about. And I remember being told that you can't do that. You cannot be in a crumpled dress, not looking a certain way because you are the only one in this room and you're not going to get to be like the other girls who get to just show up and have on their dress, their hair up in a top knot, keeping it moving because people are already wondering why you're here as the only one. And you have to represent like yourself better than this because people are watching, people are looking. And I remember Again, I remember that drive home. I remember that conversation. And I remember being like, wow, okay, noted. That was a lesson. And I think as professionals, like we, you know, our our photos have to be right. Our offices have to, like, there's things about it that just are kind of embedded um, and, and making sure that we, you know, in quotation marks, come correct. Um, because it's it's a real thing. Yeah. Mm. And so with learning, yeah, I want to be I want to be a good therapist. <laughs> a because I want to. But then I think that there is probably some of that black narrative that comes in there of yeah. um of wanting to be a good therapist and then also wanting to be a good therapist for my clients, for my black yeah. clients. Yeah. Um, exactly. Wanting them to have the best. Yeah. Um, and wanting them to have a competent beautiful office and a competent yeah. therapist like yeah. Um, so that is also how the Enneagram showed up for me this week, but I'll give a different example. Um, my car, I've had the same car since I finished grad school. I love my car, but I finished grad school a while ago. And so it's past time for me to get a new car. Um, and so she is having some battery issues. Um, actually was, I took my my dog to a, a doctor's appointment and it wouldn't start. Um, so since then, my husband's a, um, engineer, so he thinks, swears he can fix everything. So he's been on it 
but it's still when I go to crank it up, she's still a little, you know. So um, I've noticed that I when I've needed to go places like I've been more inclined to call a lift. Um, and my husband, he said something He's like, do you not feel safe in your car? Cause it's kind of, you know, it's safe. It'll start up. And I was like, no, yeah, I feel safe. But then I did realize it's probably more so like an appearance thing. Like mm-hmm. I would rather get dropped off somewhere than pull up in a car that may or may not start. Or when it does start, it may sound like it's barely able to start. Mm-hmm. So just realizing that that was maybe some of my stuff. Showing up um, and then also giving myself the grace to be okay with like wanting to get a new car. So I'm also seriously thinking about that. I'm excited for you to get a new car. You deserve it. Thank you. And, you know, both and we can be sad that she's on her way out and we can be excited for the next. And yeah, that's so interesting about the image, right? With with Mm -hmm. a new car. I bet we could do that now. We could do that analogy, like cars or new cars, with probably every Enneagram, and it'll be different again. Because I think about that with me, it would probably be more of a safety thing, um, or or that if I can't start, then what's going to happen? Then I'm going to be stuck. Then I'm going to be like, you know, stuff like that is going to be the reason why I'm not going to want to take my car. Yeah, um, and for and me, it's for totally you, like everybody is can see that I'm sitting here stranded and my car is not starting. Or everybody can hear that this baby is barely cranking up. <laughs> then what do I look like? <laughs> yeah. What do, I, what do I look like? <laughs> oh, growth. Growth. We're trying. Growth. We're trying. But yeah, all the things. But so let's jump in, right? We're going to jump into our, our friends, uh, the type nine. Um, type nine is, I, I love type nines. Um, I know I don't want to say that about every single number. Um, but I really do. And I have some really close folks in my life who are nines. And so I've gotten to learn a lot about them. And I find them really interesting. Um, nines sit at the top of the Enneagram. Um, and what's cool about that and actually kind of meaningful about that is because they um, are able to sort of see the entire Enneagram. They um, they can kind of see all the numbers. And that's very like how their personality is structured. They're able to see um, to all the kinds of dynamics of people and their motivations, because the nine's motivation, um, they're called the peacemaker. Um, and their motivation is to live in harmony, um, to maintain, um, stability and peace of mind within themselves and within other around others. So, um, their, their fear is loss or separation or conflict. Um, so anything that could create a sense of disconnection is what they're trying to move away from. Um, nines can be, um, they're very empathetic. They're great listeners. Um, they're great at diffusing tense situations. Um, they love genuine and authentic relationships. Um, they sometimes though can ignore their own needs and wants because they're trying to keep the peace and not rock the boat, they can kind of deny what they want or need because they want to go with the flow. Nines are easygoing. I think of water um, when I think about nines. Um, they can, they're like a, they can be an ocean, they can be a river, they can be in a cup, they can be a waterfall. Like they can just flow and take on different shapes um, to kind of keep the peace and just go with 
the group or go with what um, is sort of needed in that way. They're very non-confrontational, almost to a fault. Um, and they can lack um, a sense of self-confidence um, because, again, they're trying, they're really pushing down their wants and needs so they can get um, kind of lost in that. Their uh, vice um, is that they can be sloth-like. Um, and so what that means is they can kind of um, fall asleep to their own needs um, and they can kind of check out of their own needs and sometimes even check out of uh, conversations, life, situations. They can sort of just blend um, into the background if needed. Um, I think about the um, two memes come to mind when I think about nines. Um, I think about the uh, the meme where Homer Simpson is slowly backing up into the uh, the the grass, like, yeah, yeah. He just kind of slides back into the the wall of of the fence. Um, and then the other one that I think about is the dog at the table with everything is on fire, and the dog is is holding the coffee mug and is just like, it's fine, um, because they can internally nines truly internally can have so much going on, but they look cool as a cucumber. Like just, it's fine. Like they're just trying to diffuse. Um, nines are super likable. You bring a nine to a party, everyone's going to love the nine. Like they are just um, likable. They are, you can connect with them easily because they can connect to you. They're, uh, they're an easy feel to me personally. I, I, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna rock the boat. So it's it's easy with them. It's it's calm. It's chill. It's just go with the flow. Um, so those are our nines. Um, their kind of message in life is sort of that you are okay as long as everyone else around you is okay. Um, so they're seeking that. Um, really trying to make sure things are all right and kind of working together. So those are those are our nine friends. Um, what what else, Kim? What so the only other thing I would add that I thought about is um, so nines are in the gut triad with mm, eight yes. and one, which means they have a relationship with anger. And um, and hearing you say that you know they're so easy going and just go with the flow mm -hmm. like. That is so true, but nines are, I think about elephants, and mm -hmm. I say this a lot in working with folks, like elephants are beautiful, graceful, peaceful creatures until one is running at you, you want to get out of the way. Mm -hmm. So while nines are, yeah, they are very, very easy going, not trying to rock the boat, but don't test the nine. Like they're they they um when when pushed, um, their anger can you can feel it. You can you can, mm -hmm. you can feel their you can mm -hmm. feel their wrath. And it's I think not uncommon for our nines to even maybe be picked on um mm -hmm. about their anger, like as children, uh, because they are typically known as like so easygoing and go with the flow. And so when they get upset, the people in their lives are like, whoa, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're easy and wonderful and go with the flow, but don't mm-hmm. push. Them. And I think that when they get that reaction of, whoa, it ends up becoming a little bit of a cycle because then they, when they do stand up for themselves in a healthy way, um, they feel like they're going to get the whoa reaction. Um, and so then they don't do it. So they would rather keep quiet and not speak up about what's making them mad because they're scared that they're going to get the big reaction that maybe they got when they let the anger really explode. Um, and so they're, they're constantly, there's a lot of tension happening in nines. Um, and we'll talk, you'll talk more about this with the three, six, nine connection. Um, so nines sit um, in that middle place, like a six and a three, where they are kind of fighting against two different things. So a nine is trying to keep peace within um, and they're trying to keep peace outside externally. And so that creates a tension because it might mean that they have to push something down inside of them um, to be able to keep the peace outside. Um, And that can be very heavy um, and tiring. Um, And like we said, like internally, they they might be really angry, um, but they know that they can't speak it because they don't want to rock a boat. Um, And so that becomes a, a tightness, a tension. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So the paths or the arrows or access points for type nine are six and three. So in stress, we'll say, um, nines can move to the unhealthy, um, side of sixes or take on some of the average to unhealthy characteristics of type six. And so that can look like nines becoming really, really anxious and worried, um, stuck or fixated on possible worst case scenarios. Um, They can experience their mind racing and they can become irritated and frustrated. Um, They can be kind of frantic in how they try to take care of their responsibilities that have been put off for too long. So going back to that slothness um, in how nines can fall asleep to their own needs that can end up looking like um, pushing things off or what's the word I'm looking for? I think it begins with procrastinating. Um, thank you so much. Procrastination. <laughs> um, nines can feel stressed and worried that they have forgotten something important and they can become reactive and defensive. Um, and so, uh, we'll stick with sixes, the, um, more positive characteristics or healthy characteristics that nines can tap into from their six access point is becoming more self-aware and awake to their passions, boldly, um, asserting themselves and their abilities to benefit other people. They can demonstrate courage by stepping out of their comfort zone and into unfamiliar areas. They can believe in their true values, their true value to other people um, and offering their presence and their voice. And they can become clear about their calling, their passions and their role in, in, in life. And so for the three, um, nines can go to type three in growth. And this can look like nines investing in themselves more through self-development um, nines can take the time to truly discover what their desires and their passions are, become more confident and um, that go-getter type energy that you find in the achiever. They can show up to life 
and assert themselves and bless others with their full presence. They can stop procrastinating um, and stick to a plan and accomplish their goals. And they can speak up more, share their knowledge and their insight. And then some of the not so healthy um, characteristics of threes for nines to be aware of um, is to get kind of braggy about their accomplishments, um, demonstrating their value and their worth in a more overt way, kind of trying to show off, um, doing busy work to feel productive, uh, but distracting them for, from the things that are more important to them. Um, having a desire to be noticed and affirmed about how valuable they are and having that um, noticing and affirmation kind of coming from external sources versus their own internally. And they can be easily hurt when others point out their flaws or failures. So that's how nines can take on some of the unhealthy characteristics of type three. So again, you'll hear some teachers um, talk about these arrows being pretty narrow, so just specific to stress and growth. And what we will try to do is really frame them more surrounding just this notion of them being access points so that you can get um, some both like healthy and quote positive characteristics from those access points and then the unhealthy or negative ones as well. Um, and then again, like those arrows, the the 369 connection, um, they just, it's a strong connection um, with all of those numbers. And so for nines, um, a lot of times you find nines in relationship with uh, threes or sixes a lot of times um, because there's a lot of um, kind of similarity um, in the way that they sort of move between the numbers and can borrow from each other. Um, and again, they have, all those numbers have a unique um, tension point between themselves. Um, that kind of becomes a little bit of a trap. And so they kind of understand that. Yeah. 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 Camille was talking about sitting in the centers of each of those um, centers of intelligence. So for nine being the gut triad for six being the head triad and three being the heart triad, all, all of those types sit at the center of those instinctual triads. And so um, we're also, we, cause I'm a three, we're also repressed in the in that same instinct and so for example with threes we are very 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 emotional and we feel but we can not feel and we can push that down or push that away because threes can tend to believe that feelings get in the way don't know if I have time to be doing a whole lot of feelings and emotions etc because it's stuff to get done there are goals to crush mm-hmm. so um that's how that um repressed um, emotions can can look for threes, and so that's the case for um, nines and their gut instinct, and then sixes and their thought. Mm-hmm. Yep. So for nines in particular, right, being in the gut triad, they have a very strong connection to their body. They have really strong somatic feelings, but because they are saying, "Oh no, if I let myself really feel what I'm feeling, really do what I want to do, say what I need to say." there's a possibility that this might create conflict and I don't want that. So I'm going to repress that. I'm going to uh, push that down um, so that I'm not getting it in the way of other things. And so again, that tension happens. Or again, with anger, right? I am angry, but I'm going to push that down because I don't want to create conflict. And so we get that tension and repression um, for the nine, which is um, an interesting road to walk. 
Um, so those are the access points um, with the arrows. And then the access points is the wings. Um, so nine sits in between eight and one. Um, and so with the eight, um, with some, a nine with an eight wing, they call them the referee. Um, and so they, again, have a little bit of a conflict happening because um, eights are going to be our, um, our challenger or our protector. Um, and so a very uh, close relationship with anger, very big and bold. And nines, again, are the peacemakers. So when we combine those two, we have a little conflict happening um, where they're able to mix the ability to be agreeable, but then also have the ability to um, be endure, have endurance and strength. So both of those things going together. So powerful and gentle together. Um, they're easy to engage with people and things in the world. And they're able to be able to mediate between people and lessen conflicts. But then they're also really great at being practical and concerned with immediate needs. Um, and they are pretty sociable um, and they are really great at helping professions um, in those capacities that are connected to people because they have that balance of keeping the peace, but then also being assertive. And so for an eight to lean into a nine to lean into their eightness, they're really going to want to learn to um, be more assertive, um, to be more um, communicative about their needs. Um, they're going to be able to see a bigger picture and ask for, ask for what they need in a clear and direct manner. Eights love being direct. And so for a nine to be leaning on that eight is going to look like them kind of channeling that directness and ability to go for what they want. Um, they can develop more confidence as a nine wing eight um, and being able to just voice their stuff, be more decisive um, and really go for, go for it. Um, and then a nine wing one on the other end um, is going to be called the dreamer. Um, and those folks are going to be really imaginative and creative. Um, they're able to take their ability to see all the different schools of thought um, as a nine. And they're able to put that into a vision for an ideal world and actually get moving on that. Those things that they're able to kind of take in the, all the information. Um, they sometimes are really great at nonverbal forms of communication. So art, sports, dance, um, things like that. They're very friendly. Um, and they are idealistic, um, and wanting a, a good world, which is yeah. what ones are working towards. Um, and for, a nine wing one, um, they're able to kind of create an agenda to prioritize what they're wanting to do and to address their priorities. Um, and they're able to stay focused on personal goals um, and develop structure around that. Um, and then being able to get in touch with their anger in a way that um, can actually be like movement, not movement oriented, but towards a goal. Um, because ones are really great at, at goals. Um, and so with their anger, using it, a nine wing one can use it in a way um, to actually get stuff done. Um, so on both ends of a nine, you've got some pretty powerful uh, forces with an eight and a one. Um, so yeah. both of those wings are really charging a nine into action um, and into doing. Um, so that's really helpful for them. Well said. Thank you. Hey, so a part of our hope is to really connect with you guys. So we want to know what you're getting from this and what you want to learn more about on this podcast. You can connect with Camille on Instagram at camille.logan.lcmhc. 
And you can find Kim on Instagram at KReeseLCSW. And you can follow us both on Instagram at Enneagram for the Culture. We've dropped the links in the show notes, so check those out too. And while you're there, go ahead and bless us with a rating and a review. Subscribe so you can be notified when our new episodes drop weekly. And share this with someone you know. We'll see you around. What are some of the funny sort of anecdotes or things around nines? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think I find myself laughing with non-clients when it comes to their sleepiness. Um, Nines can get really, really comfy and I do we find myself helping nines to distinguish peace from comfort um nines are peacemakers and so that's so important to them is for things to feel peaceful and um harmonious like Camille said and but but they can confuse that with comfort and um just being comfortable and so in therapy Obviously, oftentimes things are not comfortable in this space. You know, we are um, at times going pretty deep and talking about um, feelings or experiences and growth and healing. And oftentimes that's not comfortable. And so it can be funny to watch nines all of a sudden get very tired Mm -hmm. when we start to talk about feelings or um experiences that can be emotionally charging mm-hmm. for nines you can kind of watch that like literally i can i have clients who start yawning and so um it's 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 funny in that you know we're aware of it and we're able to kind of talk about it and acknowledge it um but yeah nines nines think about a sloth you know it's an it's an animal that just kind of like lays around and is good with naps and it's just good to just chill and mm-hmm. you do you can kind of you can see that come out in nine sometimes especially mm-hmm. when um when when they're faced with depth mm-hmm. or heaviness or um heaviness. heaviness and um i think that with nines yes the the big like funny joke with nines um is that they take a lot of naps and that they're sleepy um nines sometimes feel a little bit sensitive around that because it sounds like they're lazy um, they're not. Um, what I think is really neat about that characteristic about their sleepiness. Um, oh, first, also with the sleepiness, they can fall asleep really quickly. Um, all the nines I know, I mean, head hits pillow, pillow and they're out. Um, or even like on a car ride or sitting watching TV, like they'll fall asleep. Um, and part of the reason for that is because it's not because they're lazy. It's actually because they're they're straight up tired. Because if you, you know, the way we just described the nine of having to keep the peace kind of having to push their anger down, trying to meet the needs of others, trying to not rock the boat, um, that's exhausting. Um, and so when they are um, done with their day of having to move through trying to diffuse uh, conflict, um, they, they're done, they're spent. Um, and so sometimes I really try and reframe that for my nine clients and friends, that it's not that you're lazy, but it's that you're actually holding a lot of um, tension. You're walking almost like a uh, a minefield, like they're kind of walking through, trying not to step on any of the the booby traps, um, and 
they get done. It's just a big breath of like, okay, I made it for the day. Um, and I'm tired. So I think that's part of the sleepiness as well. Um, cause it is literally exhausting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. As far as helping nons to reframe laziness and know that that does not, nons are some of the most productive people like nines can definitely again going back to you know that three energy nines can tap into that and mm-hmm. crank stuff out and truly get stuff done mm-hmm. the the laziness is that like the stuff that you're doing is not really the stuff that you need to be doing or it's not mm-hmm. really the stuff that's important like for for your being for you mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. and so that's where it's important to not fall asleep to yourself mm-hmm. to not to not be lazy, um, to really prioritize and put effort and energy into doing those things. Yeah. Yep. The classic story that you also hear about nines um, is sort of um, if you're in a group of people um, and you have a nine in the group and you ask everybody, what do you want for dinner? Which is already a hard enough question to answer. A nine is usually going to be like, I don't know, whatever you guys want. Um, and so it's going to, because they're not going to want to say something that um, is a hassle for other people, or um, they want to go with the flow of what everybody else wants to have for dinner. Um, and so they're going to fly under the radar with actually asserting what they want for dinner. Um, we talked about though, with the anger piece, sometimes nines can get a little bit passive aggressive. Um, and so they might say, oh, I don't know, whatever you want for dinner. Um, and then, but secretly they really did want sushi. Um, and so then they might let that anger at that slip out in those kind of passive aggressive ways. Um, so again, really helping a nine to actually assert, I want sushi, um, instead of just going with the flow when they really didn't want to go with the flow. So something for them to be aware of, um, as well, when it comes to their wants and needs and not falling asleep to their wants and needs and actually stating, stating what they want. Yeah. Find that nines in the process of trying of figuring out their type and landing on their mm. type nines can nines can nines can struggle a little bit again because nines can see everybody's point so they could possibly see how they could be a one or an eight or a three or a four or a six or a seven and so it can it can take some time for nines to land some nines to land on their type mm-hmm. um i was telling camille i have a, a cousin who's a nine and she no, she's a nine. And just this week was not sure if she was a nine again. And so she was like, I don't know. I mean, I could see this and I could see this and I could see this and I could see this. And I was like, yeah, sound like a nine. <laughs> of course, you, you can see those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you really got to get grounded um, and pay attention to like what's going on at your core mm-hmm. um, and those core motivators. But she and I had a conversation about thinking back to prior to when you put in some work to heal and grow and see what um, core motivators kind of also Mm -hmm. resonate with an earlier version of Mm -hmm. yourself to help her confirm again that she is actually a nine. Um, I think that that can be a thing for nines is to even in the process of finding their type um, have a hard time because nines can sit in different seats and understand everybody's outlook. And so it can be hard for them to, to land on their dominant type. And then even when they do, can start to question if they're really a nine mm-hmm. because and that ability to um, see other people's perspective is so real for them. Mm-hmm. So real for them. And such a, t- such a talent. Um, as you were talking, you were, you know, when you were talking about your cousin having to get um, 
close to her core motivators, like you were motioning towards your body. Um, and I think that that's really important for nines. Again, really reiterating they're in the gut triad. So their connection to their body is really strong. Um, some of the work that I'm doing with clients who are nines is really like tapping into, okay, how did it feel when that boundary um, was met? Like when someone gave you a boundary, what did that feel like in your body? Um, what does it feel like to feel powerful? What does it feel like to feel stressed or to feel angry? I'm really connecting to the somatic feelings that they have because they are very strong. But again, a nine is going to usually um, ignore it or fall asleep to it, or they're going to uh, tone it down again, because they don't want to create any disconnection or conflict with anybody else. So really helping a nine uh, tap into the the wisdom of their body and the way that their body does show up for them and actually listening to it. Um, another fun nine part, um, me and Kim actually learned this recently, um, and we've started to see it in our nines, is that nines usually have a secret talent um, that they, um, kind of what Kim was talking about, about how they can get a lot of stuff done. And so sometimes if you ask a nine, like, you know, is there something that you do that is actually like secret talent or something? And they usually have an answer, um, where they play an instrument or they, um, you know, can do are really good at this sort of physical exercise or they run Ironman, uh, races. Like they, <laughs> it's just amazing that they, but you wouldn't, they're not going to, they're not going to be cocky about that. They're not going to brag about it. And so you almost have to like dig for them to say what? Oh my gosh, you are like a world-class like drummer. I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or that you just, just have gifts or um, things to be proud of or accomplishments. Nines can, nines can, nines can struggle with remembering that their presence is important, that it really mm -hmm. does matter. And mm -hmm. so, um, nines can shrink themselves. Yeah. It's, it, and, and, and so, yeah, it, it could be amazing, um, when nines feel safe or, um, comfortable sharing some of, some of their, some of their gifts and some of their talents or some of their, um, goals that they're crushing, because it's just like, you know, nines can tend to be, like we said, really just go with the flow and kind of, you know, making sure everybody else is good. And so when you learn that a nine is like, like you said, like a world-class drummer doing an Ironman conference or, you know, just some of this amazing stuff that, um, that nines can do. It's just like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's awesome. They're like secretly slaying the game. And they like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I just chuckle at that and, um, think that that is such a funny characteristic. And I, I can, I can think about the nines in my life that have this like really almost secret skill um that they don't they do not really promote a ton about um, yeah so that's fun yeah yep so let's you know the reason why we're here what's the intersection um when we think about nines in particular um what comes up when we think about race and the intersection between them their personality and, and how it shows up in the world as black people mm -hmm. yeah so um again nines are in that gut triad um, with eight and one. So some similarities, anger, also justice. So mm -hmm. as with type eight um, and type one, justice is really, really important to nines. And so when it comes to all of the injustices that um, that we are faced with in our society, especially for Black people, nines having that awareness of those things, but at the same time, that that desire for things to be peaceful and for 
things to be harmonious. I think it can be tough for nuns to kind of figure out their place in some of the um, like advocacy work or social justice work, you know, wanting to um, speak up and speak out, but at the same time, wanting everyone to be okay and wanting everyone to to be able to, to live in harmony. And so with that, um, maybe some doubt about kind of going back to what we just said about their gifts and what they can bring to that space. Um, and then also maybe some guilt or questioning if they are doing it right or if they're doing enough um, can be pretty, pretty relevant and impactful for nuns when it comes to being Black. And being yeah, I think about uh, summer 2020 um, with everything going on with the protests around um, the murders of Ahmad and George Floyd um, and that there were I had clients that were nines that um, really struggled with, you know, not completely feeling um, that they were doing enough um, and that not feeling comfortable with going to protests um, in terms of the conflict and, and how much anger was in those spaces and, and justified anger, obviously. Um, and um, and not knowing where their place was in that movement and in that um, that period of time. I had one client that uh, went to the protest and actually uh, watched from a from kind of in a, a, a from afar. Um, and that was um, I remember him processing just that of of seeing yeah. seeing the movement, seeing the anger, seeing the people, um, you know, raising their voices. And, and even as I'm talking about, it, I'm getting chills of just that just watching that was um, impactful for him um, because it kind of woke up inside of him the like, yes, this is how I feel, but I don't necessarily feel um, as motivated to be down there in those trenches um, because that's overwhelming for nines to be in conflict. Um, and so that, again, that tension, that tension that they're fighting, again, that's why they're tired, um, because it's that both and that's happening within them. Um, and so when you think about advocacy work and um, justice, um, they feel it, they're angry, um, but they're not necessarily going to um, be out there fighting in the way that we sometimes see in in those big ways. Yeah. Um, what about being the only one? So because nines um, are really great at seeing so many different perspectives um, and so great at, um, like we talked about them coming into a party and that they can um, be friends with everybody. Sometimes nines can be placed um, in a way, in a social way that they're the only black friend um, or they're the only, um, the only one in a group of white people. And that's okay. Um, but it sometimes means that there's some isolation with that, um, that they are the only ones. And then, and then with that also, they can feel tokenized at times. Um, and they can feel like, um, you know, their, their white friends are cool with them. Right. They, because, because again, they're cool, Black, you know, nines are, they're friendly, they're down for anything. They're, they're the cool ones. And so I feel like if you're in a, if you're a black person, in a group of white people, you might be seen as, Oh yeah, that's my friend. So-and-so they're cool. I'm cool with them. Um, and, um, you know, someone might think that they rock hard with, with their one nine black friend and their and their black friend might feel actually totally different inside. Mm. Um, so that's something that sometimes black nines really talk about is having a lot of white friends, being able to speak multiple languages when it comes to 
code switching and, and their, yeah. their blackness and their white friends, um, that sometimes they can be kind of isolated in that experience. Yeah. Um, positive traits that nines bring to the black experience. Mm-hmm. I would say their so their ability that we keep referring to to um, see things from everyone's perspective and truly have an appreciation for those different perspectives, truly being able to um, understand those different perspectives. Uh, I, I think nines are great to have on your team when it comes to strategizing um, plans or policies or efforts that are in support of Black people or um, different movements that are taking place to have a nine on your side who can help you come up with ideas or ways to tackle things or ways to produce outcomes while also being able to have that perspective of um, the other side or everyone that's involved or everyone that will be Mm -hmm. impacted. Mm -hmm. Um, We need that. We need that. And and nines can come in and help us see things from other angles. Nines really embody, right, inclusivity. They are wanting to keep the peace. They want everybody to to be happy and okay. Um, And so they're going to be really great at bringing everyone into the room, bringing everyone to the table, making sure that um, everyone's voice is heard and respected. Um, And so you need that again when we're thinking about you know, policy work or um, advocacy or just harmony, right? We just need more of that in the world. Um, And so we need nines to help be an example of how that can be done um, and how that they do that so naturally and beautifully. Um, And so we we need that in our lives. Um, We talk about like being able to reach across the aisle. Um, They do that so easily, um, again, policy-wise or politically, but then also um, just in friendship and, and communication amongst different kinds of people. Um, so I think about a nine probably is really great in like HR um, and being able to see, being a mediator, um, being able to see different perspectives, um, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, cultural differences and race and race um, would be important for them. Yeah. We need them. We need, we need nines. We really do. You know, I, um, I've, refer to or have I referred to because I've heard nines referred to as the salt of the earth I mean nines Mm. are just truly you know nines are all types have good people um Mm -hmm. but nines are just truly just good folks and Mm -hmm. and and that um wanting that harmony from their hearts from their the fiber of their being like really just wanting um harmony and peace Mm -hmm. and so that's what to have Mm -hmm. on your team in your life, mm-hmm. all around, we need, in our world, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and because they're such, and the ways that they can grow, because again, it gets trapped, and it sometimes what gets what can be frustrating about nines, and when we're working with nines as clinicians, or even when you have nines in your life, you want them to speak up, you want them to um, take up space. Um, yeah. Your voice is important. Your presence is important. Um, we need to hear it. We do want to know what you want for dinner. <laughs> like, I want to yes. know if you want sushi. <laughs> um, we, so it can be frustrating when you're on the other end of that 
and, and the person is falling asleep to it or staying quiet or trying not to rock the boat. And so ways for nines to grow is speak up, speak up. Yeah. Um, we need you. You are so good at seeing all of the, the aspects of an issue um, that we need that voice. Um, mm-hmm. So really being able to, to tap into that. Yeah. Um, I would add for nine. So uh, going back to this peace versus comfort, I think mm. for nines to learn and accept that your peace is going to be on the other side of conflict oftentimes. Mm-hmm. It may not, again, it's not the same as comfort. So conflict confrontation can be uncomfortable, more than likely will be uncomfortable. Um, but for Peace, again, is not about comfort. Peace is when you have this inner sense of um, knowing and groundedness and ease that's there despite what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us get it twisted. We think that peace peace is about having peace in the midst of peace, and that's not peace. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Peace is about being able to have that internally no matter what's going on around you mm-hmm. so for nines to realize in order for you to truly feel a sense of peace it's going to require confrontation and it's going to require conflict and so to just be able to have that confidence and to know um that it's not about shrinking yourself or mm-hmm. not saying anything because that's going to give you peace no that's mm-hmm. going to give you comfort and it's going to keep you stuck Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you really want a sense of peace, know that it's going to require that you do show up, speak up, say the thing, have the conversation and and trust and know that your peace is on the other side of that. Yes, 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 yes. Because I think that like the Enneagram have so many little traps um, and for each number. And so when we think about you staying small as a nine to try and keep the peace, sometimes that creates a a war within yourself. But then it mm-hmm. also creates a war between other people because I don't know what you want, right? Or I want you to show up. Um, and if you're not showing up and you're falling asleep, then there's a risk for disconnection there. And so it's almost like um, each of our numbers has that where we can, the way that we think we're fixing the problem ends up becoming the problem. Yeah. Um, and so for nines, that crutch, that cycle is that thinking that if I keep my mouth shut and just go with the flow is going to create like this connection can actually create disconnection because it creates um, distance or it creates just a frustration or stuckness or that war within themselves or within, uh, with others. So being aware of, of that is, is big for, for nines to not get trapped in that place. Absolutely. So many nines long for that connection, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. long to be seen and long to be known. And it's like, we can't see you and know you and connect with you if you're not if you're Talking. not showing up, yeah. 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 Telling us what you want, telling totally. us what you don't want. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, because I think it's really, I've seen this in my life play out with, with nines where um, the slothness and the not showing up is what kind of did the relationship in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was, it's sad. It's sad to watch. Um, and it was sad to experience. So I think for nines, practicing taking up space, practicing um boundaries are so important boundary work um if you're if you're seeing a counselor um nine struggle with boundaries for different reasons than other numbers on the enneagram but their reason again is i don't want to set a boundary that's going to maybe cause conflict um and so having 
a safe place that you can work on. How do I, how do I communicate assertively? How do I set a boundary? How do I even know my boundaries and tap into what that is, um, is going to be big work for, for nines and then practicing anger, um, in safe ways, practicing, how do I say no? How do I, uh, not do something I don't want to do? How do I let that anger out of my body in a way that is um, appropriate and effective as opposed to it being on the end of an explosion because we've pushed so much stuff down? Um, then that's not effective and that's not good and it's scary. <laughs> how do we, how can we support nines? How specifically, how can we support um, support our Black Um. I think for me, with my nines in my life, I, even if we're in a group, um, I will specifically say, what do you think so-and-so? Um, and so really pointing out, I would love to hear what you think. No, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> um, we always do what I want to do for dinner. What do you want to do for dinner? Um, and then giving them time, giving them so much time to figure it out. They might not know off the top of their head because they're not used to tapping into what they know. So you have to give them space. Um, my nine clients, I'll start, sometimes I'll start the top of the session. What do you need today? Um, and that sometimes takes 10 minutes um, for them to figure out what they need today because they're not used to digging into that place. So the way that we can support them is giving them the space to actually identify what they need um, and not judging them for taking too much time um, and not judging them for what their need is. Um, Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would say encouraging nines to get grounded and to, like we've already said, tap into their body sensations, pay attention to what um what their what their body may be relaying to them mm -hmm. or trying to um uh, point them in the direction of. Um so I find that for nines, oftentimes supporting them or encouraging them to create some type of like routine where they're intentionally giving themselves the space to do that or doing mm -hmm. it with the people in their lives um i find that nature for a lot of nuns mm -hmm. is a way of helping them to wake up mm -hmm. so um maybe supporting your nine friends and you know getting outside going on a hike getting soaking in some sun um and list i think mm -hmm. can be helpful for nines um to just kind of uh get out of their heads and prioritize uh, what's important to them and, and what they value and what they do want to do and need to do. And so encouraging your nines to do that when they seem like they are stuck or um, the, the term inertia comes up a lot mm -hmm. with, with my nine clients, where it's just kind of like this, this back and forth push pull but not really going anywhere mm. um so by doing that that can help give them a sense of what direction they do want to go in like Camila's already said they they be knowing mm -hmm. they just don't know that they know and so sometimes <laughs> stuff like this can help them realize that they do know and help them mm -hmm. realize specifically what it is they know yes so. I love watching nines wake up to their power um and so you can start that work even physically so lifting heavy things, doing those hard workouts. Um, I find that a lot of my nine clients and nine friends really, really connect to um, CrossFit and like those hard things because it, it makes them feel powerful. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And so again, helping them to feel that energy and that movement and momentum um, when it comes to physically moving their bodies um, is a great way um, to tap into that as well. What else, Kim? What else about our nine friends? I think that's it. I think that's it too. We love you guys. You're right, Camille. We're going to keep saying this to everyone. To everyone. And really we don't have to be careful about that, but because everybody has their good qualities. And so, yeah. and yeah, we, and we specifically love our black nines because we need yeah. you to, to help us have harmony and unity and bringing us together. They're the ones singing. We will overcome holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the front line of that. <laughs> yeah. We need that energy nines. So show up, take up space, take, take up space. space. Take up space. Take up space. Take up space. All right. That's it. Who's next? Ones. All right. That's going to be fun. I love me some ones. (laughs) I love you ones. (laughs) We'll talk about ones in our next episode. We'll catch y'all then. Until then, I'll see you the next episode. 